Welcome everyone to Resurrection Life Church in Cadillac, Michigan. Thank you for joining us today. We're so glad to have you with us, and we pray that you encounter God's goodness through the message today. Someone say hello, our family online. Thank you guys for being here today. So grateful that you're here. Woo! Okay, round two. Quit laughing, Rich. I saw you come in smirking. Um, yeah, don't ask why I'm up here, but it was, it was good. It was great to be with the team. They're an amazing team. Um, I hadn't done that in probably like, I'm sweating. I'm so nervous, like just leading worship in front of the church. They knew it. I was hooked up to all, like I got this. Oh, yeah, hey, well, God is good. I got this little tuner. I got like a, another pack and another pack, and I got like a, see, back in the day when I would lead worship, it's just one monitor blaring in your face. That's why I can't hear very good because it's just blaring in your face. But anyway. Um, you guys doing good? Okay, awesome, awesome. Thank you, Lord. For you. Let me just pray. I got to get this going. Lord, thank you so much for your presence, God. Thank you for just, uh, again, the opportunity to be here today. Thank you for my wonderful, lovely church family, God. We love them so much, God. You love them too, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, hey, we are starting a brand new series today called Giants Will Fall. Say, Giants Will Fall. Because we know in life we'll face some giants, giants of fear, worry, sickness, depression, rejection, you name it, they're out there. It's not if we will face a giant, but when. And maybe you're facing one today. And whatever this giant is in your life, day after day, it has been taunting you and robbing you of your peace and your joy, making you feel like you can't move forward. This giant is hindering you from living life in the fullness and the freedom that God intended. Well, there's really good news, amen, that God has made a way for these giants to fall. Even though the giant you're battling might be big, it's not bigger than Jesus. In fact, Jesus has already defeated it. When he came to this earth, he endured the cross he rose from the grave to set you free from anything that rises up against you and holds you captive. And after Jesus left this earth, he gave you the keys, the authority, and the power to take down any giant, listen, that stands in your way. Listen, you're a child of God. And that giant has no legal right to accuse you, abuse you, or harass you. It must fall it will fall. In these next few weeks, uh, you will discover the simple yet powerful weaponry that will lead you to victory. So I'm sure you've heard the classic true story of David and Goliath where the underdog meets the impossible. And the story reminds us that with God, nothing is impossible. And if God is for us, who could ever be against us? So here's how it begins. I'm sure, I'm sure you've heard it before, but just a little, little uh, pre-preface uh, to it. One side of the valley stands the Philistine army with a nine-foot giant called their champion. And on the other side of the valley, you've got the servants of Saul, the, the army of Saul, the army of Israel, on the other side. And for 40 days... 
Goliath comes and shouts to this army, this massive, massive army of Israelites who are supposed to be trusting God. He shouts to them and puts fear and intimidation in them. He wakes up every morning taunting with threats. Here it is, 1 Samuel 17, 18 through 11. Goliath stood and shouted a taunt across to the Israelites. Why are you all coming out to fight, he called. I'm the Philistine champion, but you are only the servants of Saul. Choose one man to come down here and fight me. If he kills me, then we'll be your slaves. But if I kill him, you'll be our slaves. I defy the armies of Israel today. Send me a man who will fight me. When Saul and the Israelites heard this, they were terrified, terrified, and deeply shaken. Question, what is taunting you every morning? What is the thing that stands tall and yells loud? Please don't say your spouse. What is standing in your way? What is the giant in your life that you want to see fall? See, what I've learned is God will not tolerate any evil agenda, and neither should we. Let me say that again. God will not tolerate any evil agenda, and neither should we. Really quiet on that one. Here's the rest of the story. David, a young shepherd boy, probably 12 to 14 years old, is taking care of his dad's sheep while his older brothers are out in the battlefield. One day, his dad tells David to go and deliver some food to his brothers who are at the battlefield. David simply obeys. David simply obeys. And as he's making this delivery, he sees Goliath and hears his usual morning taunts. And as soon as David hears this, he's surprised. He isn't afraid. Actually, the opposite. He can't believe that anyone would talk smack or come against almighty God like that. And he's shocked that no one is doing anything about it. I love this guy. Long story short, David goes out to meet Goliath with just a sling and a few stones, knocks Goliath down and kills him once and for all. David's life was radically changed and an entire army and people were rescued and delivered that day. Listen, it is the very heart of God to defend, deliver, and rescue all people. Not just God's people, all people when they find themselves surrounded and troubled by the enemy. And he's already paved the way for the rescue mission. And I found that there are two decisions to make when facing a giant. We can tolerate it or we can obliterate it. We can tolerate it or obliterate it. And we see two, the tale of two stories, the tale of two, uh, the story of two tales. Um, that's what happens when you get up, you sleep two hours because you're nervous about leading worship. And you're sweating the whole time and you can't even talk. <clears throat> Listen, the army, tale of two stories, the army tolerated the giant. David came to obliterate it. Many times we end up tolerating the giant and it becomes the norm. 
It taunts us day after day. It lives from generation to generation oppressing us. And listen, and until someone stands up and does something about it, the giant remains. And listen, God is looking for anyone who has the faith and courage to kill a giant. Let's see who we can inspire today in this place. In God's kingdom, I found out we have a part to play. We have our part to play. I believe God works with people and through people to bring change. And I believe God works with people and through people to bring down giants. And David knew this. This is how he started. For Samuel 17, verse 40. This is how the whole thing started. After he came on the scene, he picked up five smooth stones from a stream, put them into his shepherd's bag, then armed only with his shepherd's staff and sling, he started across the valley to fight the Philistine. This is how the battle begins, with David reaching into a stream to plot a simple yet powerful weapon. He took five smooth stones, and listen, and immediately headed towards Goliath. He didn't waste any time. And this is how your battle begins. With a sling, a stone, a quick step, and simple faith in God. And I believe those five stones represent five weapons to defeat your enemy today. I just want to give you one, and it's called pray. Say praise. <clears throat> I want to inspire you to praise. Not just today. It's easy today when we get together and we start praising God and thanking Him and magnifying Him. I'm talking about as the days go forward. Today obviously brought back some memories. It's been quite a few years since I, I had I led praise and worship in front of the church. Um, the skills may not be the same. Nothing. But the power of praise is. I gave you guys a chance. The, but the power of praise is, listen, and more importantly, the power of God behind the praise I always believed that singing to God and about God produced something supernatural in the moment. Always believed that. And I believe David knew this too. As he was pulling out a stone that we'll call praise, David knew how to praise. He practiced praise. His praise was personal. If you read many psalms he wrote throughout his life, there's no doubt that he understood this power. He wrote stuff like this in Psalm 145, 1 through 7. He says, I exalt you, my God and King. I praise your name forever and ever. I will praise you every day. Yes, I will praise you forever. Oh, he's not done. Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. No one can measure his greatness. Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. I will meditate on your majestic, glorious splendor and your wonderful miracles. Your awe-inspiring deeds will be on my every tongue. I will pro proclaim your greatness. Everyone will share the story of your wonderful goodness. They will sing with joy about your righteousness. Man, hey, David was piling it on. He was laying his praise on thick and for a good reason. The medical community knows the benefits. Studies prove that a person who expresses joy and gives praise 
is more healthy than the person doesn't. They are seeing that praise, listen, literally stops the negative attitude and puts a halt to the anxious mindset and even changes the chaotic environment. Praise is powerful. But what is it? Praise is an expression, listen, towards God. It is the idea of expressing God's greatness, goodness, love, His infinite, all-knowing, all-powerful glory. You might sing about God. You might write something about God. You might lift your hands to Him, use your gift, shout to the Lord, or even dance with joy. Praise is an acknowledgement and expression of the wonderful works and character of God. Simply put, praise is all about Him. And David filled himself with praise. Listen, we're all full of something. But if you want to fill yourself with something, fill it with praise. Praise will get our focus where it needs to be on God. See, when we start praising God, listen, in the middle of our problems, our problems begin to shrink. They become an afterthought. But what does your praise do? Well, your praise changes you, number one. It gets into the deepest part of your soul to bring change. And it affects the environment as well because it attracts God and repels the devil all at the same time. There's a reason why God created church. There's no other place like it on this earth with this kind of power. People praising God together. The enemy can't touch it and he hates the sound of it. There's a reason we start our services with praise, especially the amazing praise today that happened. It softens the heart, it calms the soul, it changes the mind, and praise makes the enemy flee because praise is an invitation for the very presence of God. It was praise that produced miracles. It was praise that multiplied the fish and bread. And when things looked absolutely impossible, it was praise that defeated the enemy time and time again. See, your praise is an acceleration to God's promise. Just look at the walls of Jericho coming down. What would have taken years to do with human strength only took a few days with praise. A few days with praise. And I wonder what a few days of praise will do for you and I. Listen, praise is not a byproduct. It is a driving force. It's a driving force. And that's what David did the day he met Goliath. He rolled up on this giant and said this in Psalm, in, in 1 Samuel 17, 46 and 47. He says, today, giant, the Lord will conquer you. Oh, and by the way, I'll kill you and cut off your head. And then I'll give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and wild animals, and the whole world will know that there's a God in Israel. And everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people, but not with sword and spear. This is the Lord's battle, and he will give you to us. Did you hear all those words about God? The Lord will conquer you. The whole world will know there's a God in Israel, and this is the Lord's battle. David was praising God. And I believe his praise was the catalyst to his victory. And your praise will be the catalyst to your victory. So one thing I know about David was this. 
he was praise ready and praise steady. See, a lot of times when we go through tough things in life and we haven't been praise ready or praise steady, it catches us by surprise off guard and we end up falling and crumbling and we get so discouraged and give up. But David's like, no, no, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Why? Because he would have to face giants throughout his life so he became a professional praiser. And this is why God wants you and I to praise because a giant may be taunting you. And I see a giant taunting the world today like never before. I call him a giant called fear. By the way, fear is a common face of a giant. We know that fear leads to worry and anxiety and depression and oppression. But thank God he gives us a supernatural weapon. Say it. Praise. Praise. Look at this. Psalm 34, 3 through 4. Check this out. Praise the Lord's greatness with me. Let us highly honor his name together. Verse 4, I went to the Lord for help, and he answered me and rescued me from all my fears. Do you see how it started? Your praise will put a stop to fear. Please hear this. Your praise will put a stop to fear. That's why David said, seven times a day I praise you. In other words, David took some praise break. Say praise break. A praise break. Seven times a day. I love what Charles Spurgeon said. He said, my happiest moments are when I'm praising God, really adoring the Lord Jesus Christ. In that praise, I forget the cares of the church and everything else. To me, it is the nearest approach to what it will be in heaven. Praise, man. Praise is more powerful than we know. Because let me give you a couple points here to leave with. You need to know that your praise, your praise is a spiritual weapon. Your, do you, you know why people don't praise? Because they don't believe it's a spiritual weapon. We just don't believe it. You know why people don't believe in God? Because he's, in a sense, he's invisible, but he's not. We see the effects of him everywhere. But, but, but you know, believe me, I'm, I'm just like you. God, come down and give me a hug. Like, just come here by my bedside and give me a hug. No, I'm invisible, in a sense, to you, Dad, because, or Dan, because it takes faith to follow me, right? It's, it takes faith to follow an invisible God who is clearly seen in creation, clearly seen through a transformed life, Right? Your praise is a spiritual weapon. Praise. If there's one word you, I don't want you to forget today, it's, come on, praise. Invisible but real weapon against a real spiritual enemy. Hey, let's take a praise break for a moment. Repeat after me. God, you're great. God, you're mighty. You are my provider. You are my shield. You are my healed healer. You are my king. God, you are faithful. You are loving. You are magnificent. You are powerful. Lord, you're the best. I didn't hear any of that coming out of Goliath's mouth. Now, Goliath, Goliath also represents not just fear, he represents pride and arrogance. Now, pride is, is a wall, right? Pride is self Whenever I find myself prideful, I'm probably not praising God. And what I'm actually doing 
I'm probably praising the enemy without even knowing it. Come on. I mean, I've been there, oh, my hip, you know. Oh, I'm getting older, you know, sweating. And I get nothing wrong talking about your infirmities at first time. But sometimes we talk about those things so much, we've just lost our praise. And, and I've seen it happen in my own life and people's lives, but don't let the devil steal your praise. But what did we just do right there? We just piled it on. And when you pile on your praise on him, it becomes a spiritual weapon. Your spiritual weapon of praise, listen, causes the enemy to tremble, fear, and flee. Because Ephesians 6.12 says this, well, we're not fighting against flesh and blood, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. I just think we need to get a little more spiritual. I do. I think that we just need to kind of tap into an invisible realm that, that so we can understand where this stuff's, we're not fighting again. Come on, man, I, I know you might be fighting in your marriage, but it probably isn't, isn't just the marriage. It might be some, some soul stuff, but it's an open door to the enemy to come in and stir things up. Jesus said, unless you bind the strong man, you can't even enter his house. So we got to find, we, we got to say, oh, Lord, okay, I'm just going to praise you because I don't even know where that devil is. I don't know where that demon is, but you do. So I'm just going to praise you as a spiritual weapon. And when David faced his giant, he knew this was not just a battle for land or resources. It was a spiritual battle between God and his enemies. While the soldiers showed up for king and country, David showed up for God and God's kingdom. And did you know this, that later on in his life, when David got off the battlefield with his troops, the first place that they went to was church. Come on, they've been away from their families. They're tired. They're hungry. Man, you got to get right home. And David said, no, 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 no. We're going, everybody, come on in. We're coming to church. Why? To praise God. David knew how to praise God before the battle and praise God after the battle. He was praise ready, praise steady. And that's why David picked up his praise stone from that stream because it was a spiritual battle. Do you really think that little tiny stone is going to take down a nine-foot giant? You know? He's like, no, I, I know. Listen, that might, that might give him a bruise, but God's going to take this stone. He's going to do something supernatural with it. question is, what are we waiting for? <clears throat> Start slinging a praise stone at your Goliath today because your praise is a spiritual weapon. We're not done. And listen, your praise is a sneak attack. Say sneak attack. God positioned David as a surprise attack against the enemy. Goliath thought David was delivering some bread and cheese. But God sent David to deliver a nation and to deliver Goliath's head on a platter. Uber Eats turned into Uber Defeats. <laughs> Listen, your praise is a sneak attack. Here's the proof. Israel found themselves in trouble once again and surrounded by their enemy. They could have run away in fear. Instead, they did this. 2 Chronicles 20, 21. Check this out. After consulting the people, 
the king appointed the singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. And I'm they're heading into battle, right? I'm thinking, okay, get the tanks out. Get, get, get Chad, Gernot, and Rich, all my big guys up front. Put them up front, right? No, no, no. He said, put those guys behind there. Well, they, they can praise if they want to, but, but let's just start singing to God. Hey, let's just all start singing to the Lord. And they sang this, give thanks to the Lord for his faithful love endures forever. And maybe they're thinking, man, is this going to work? Give thanks to the Lord. Your faithful love endures forever. And all of a sudden, give thanks. Come on, say this. Give thanks to the Lord. Come on, his faithful love endures forever. Say, give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. Come on, give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures. That's what they were doing over and over again. And check this out, verse 22. At the very moment they began to sing and give praise, the Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir to start fighting among themselves. At that very moment, do you see why the devil would not want us to praise? Do you see how he would love to get us to rely on our own strength, put on our own armor, right? Do you see that? He knows that praise is a powerful spiritual weapon and praise is a sneak attack. Listen, the enemy will hear your praise. But he has no idea how God will attack and where he will come from. It's a sneak attack, a battle cry. It's a trumpet sound to call the stealthy, heavenly warrior angels to fight with you and for you. See, Goliath saw little David with a sling and a single stone. God saw David with an army of angels and the power of the Lord all because of praise. Listen, your praise is a sneak attack. It's a sneak attack. We're almost done. Turn the air up in this place. That's just me. Wear a heavy shirt on a hot day. Listen, this is, you need to hear. Your praise, please hear this, is your next promotion. Your praise is your next promotion. Okay, here we go. We're going to take another praise break. <clears throat> Ready? Repeat this. Say, God, you are great. God, you are mighty. You are the only God, the creator God, the holy God, the heavenly Father, the liberator, the light of the world, the God of peace. My shepherd, my fortress, my shield, my savior. Not bad. Hey, you know what just happened? You just opened a door with your praise. Did you start feeling it? Come on, you can feel it as we're ramping up and getting going. You're literally pounding something open that the enemy's been trying to hinder you for years. All because you just started piling it on. See, in, in the space of one day, David went from unknown shepherd boy to nationally renowned war hero. And just like that, unexpectedly, his life changed. And David is just like the rest of us, an average person 
living an average life, but it was his praise that brought his next promotion. I found that people who have walls, struggle in walls, we, we might call it pride, have a really hard time praising God and giving compliments to other people. Just saying. And it's not you, it's that there's an enemy. There's an enemy that, that just likes to just stop your praise. Don't let him. Don't let him. If you don't feel like it, just start praising God. Compliment someone else. David praised, and he found his next promotion. Don't let the voice of that giant be louder than your praise. Don't let his roar keep you, listen, from your next door. Say it again. Don't let his roar keep you from your next door. It's funny that I was taking a walk around the lake about a week and a half ago, and I saw this guy on a bike ahead of me. He goes, don't come this way. Don't come this way. I'm like, what? He goes, there's a crazy bird up in a tree. And every time you walk by, he comes and tries to attack. He just attacked me and hit me right in my head. I said, a bird? I said, I'm not. I said, I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. You know, I'm just walking right. He goes, don't, don't, don't. I get to him. He goes, you're not going to believe me. And I'm walking by or I'm driving, riding by my, uh, on my bike. And a bird came flying out of the tree, hit me in the head, squawked really loud. And he said, he said, I'm not going back that way again, ever again. I thought, a bird? A bird did that to you? He didn't. He went around. That bird, he rode his bike all the way around, man, to stay away from that bird. You know, it wasn't too long ago when, when I saw our fearless, wonderful leader, Meg Grinnell. By the way, she's amazing. She, she got to take a day off today. That's why I'm up here, basically, because we, we had no choice, right? I mean, then, these, then Jenna came. She came and like, I'll help you out. Everybody help me out. Anyways, um, we were limited today. But uh, I saw her. She was sitting at a table once in a tiny spider got hung up in her hair. Remember that? And she screamed so loud. This is the one that leads us into worship every single, she just, she like, she defeats Goliath and giant after giant. I'm telling you, she does. She's awesome and powerful, but that little spider got her that day. Something so small could create such a ruckus. hear what I'm saying? Why did we start off with, oh, Christ be magnified, let his praise arise, Christ be magnified in me. I can't make God bigger than he already is, but I make him bigger in me. And the challenge is, is when we lose our praise, we stop praising God, God begins to shrink. And the, the voice of the enemy gets louder and louder and louder. But I remember what they said years ago when I was first saved. And I heard this profound, profound truth. God is bigger than the boogeyman. Veggie tales. God is bigger. Than, God's bigger, you guys. See, in the end, it's only going to take one small angel to throw Satan 
into the eternal pit. One angel, you guys, one angel. So make your praise louder. If you want to win the battles on earth, you've got to praise the king of heaven. If you want to win the battles on earth, you've got to praise the king of heaven. That's how it works. And as we're done, truth is praise is underestimated and underutilized. So I leave you this challenge. Just do it. Say, just do it. Turn to him and say, just do it. Just praise him. Just start expressing your adoration to God, even if you don't feel like it, especially when you're in the dumps. We see that in the Bible, it happened. Your just do it moment, your practical step will inevitably lead to a spiritual one, which will result in your spiritual, supernatural breakthrough. You might say, well, but I want you to do that, Jesus. And he'll say, no, you do it. You walk around Jericho. You speak out. You lift up your hands. You jump up and down. You do something, and I'll meet you there. Hands in pocket, lips zip, probably won't cut it regarding praise. And when you find yourself talking about all the actual, true, difficult things you're going through in life, stop it. Immediately, stop it. Come on. God knows, tell him. Stop it and get into the flow of praise. Get into the vein of praise, come on. And start telling God how great he is. Make him bigger. Use your voice to say thank you, God. Tell him how great he is. Even if you don't feel like it, even if you don't believe it, even if you don't understand it. Because when there's no praise, life becomes something that we tolerate instead of celebrate. Our praise is a choice. We just do it. Let's take one last praise break. Why don't you stand with me today? We're going to make this one count like it needs to count. I want you to think about a giant that you're facing. Is there anything too big for God? No. I, I want us to praise him, but I also want us to target the giant. You know, it was that very specific little stone with God that David needed. And, um, but, but I want to, I, I, I don't... Yeah, I guess I want to twist your arm a little bit because some of you may have been stuck without even knowing it, tolerating a giant. But today, that giant needs to fall. So come on, lift up your hands. And I would love for you, as much voice as you have in this moment, use all of it. Use your guts. Say, God, you are great. God, you are powerful. You are worthy of all praise. You're the only God, the holy God, the heavenly Father, the God of lights. You are my King. You are my Lord. You are the great I am, the God of mercy, the God of peace, my shepherd, my fortress, my shield, my Savior. Come on, praise the Lord. Come on, praise Him in this place. Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you, God. Woo!
it makes sense why the devil wants to steal your praise. Because in the beginning, we know that story, if you don't, Lucifer was the main worship leader in heaven. And all of a sudden, he stole the whole praise team. He stole the whole praise team in heaven. And he looked at God, he says, what are you going to do now? I just stole your weapon. And God says, oh, no problem, watch this. And he reached down into the dirt, pulled out a clump of dirt, and he made man, and then he made woman and man together. Come on. And he said, here's my new praisers. Hey, turn around and look at the new praisers in this place. Come on, he raised up brand new praisers, and he said, ha, 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 ha. And Satan said, you're going to use that, them? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when they praise, ooh, you're going to shrink back. You're going to flee in seven different directions, devil. You watch. When one child of God just simply tells God how great he is, that he's awesome and wonderful, then the enemy hates it and he shrinks back and he runs away. Man, look at all these brand new praisers. See, your Sunday morning praise is practice for your Monday morning giant. That's why we're doing this today, right? That's why we're doing this today, right? Don't, don't leave this place without your praise. Take it with you. So my challenge to you as we are done, seven days of praise. Come on. Seven days of praise. Seven days of praise. That's all I want. Seven days of praise, then you'll get your next, next weapon. You can't get your next weapon until you do seven days of praise. Just kidding. You'll get it anyways. Seven days of praise. Don't miss next week. Emily's going to bring you another weapon. You don't want to miss that. Bring your friend too, by the way. She's a phenomenal teacher, preacher. Seven days of praise. That means you wake. Today you, you, you did one. Good job. You're, you're done. You keep praising if you want to. Take some praise breaks. Tomorrow morning when you wake up, individually, even better together. If you're married, grab your hand of a spouse. How about grab your whole family and just say, God, you're great. Whatever comes to your heart, God, you're mighty. You've always been so good to me. God, you're my healer. Now listen, when you praise, I want you to think about the targets. Do you need healing in your body? Tell God that he's a healer, that he's Jehovah Rapha. Come on. He's the Lord that heals. Do you need provision? Tell him he's Jehovah Nisi, I think. Jaira, thank you. <laughs> Just testing you, it was a test. <laughs> Jehovah Jaira, you're the Lord that provides. You need God to, a miracle? Tell him about the fish and the bread. Whatever you need from God, make it specific. Start making it, praise God, tell me, and then I'll say, Lord, I'm gonna tell you how great you are. I just got a big old bill that I can't pay. And I say, God, your will, your bill. Your will, your bill, God. Bring in the cash. Bring in the, come on, or give me wisdom. Open up a door, whatever you, listen. Seven days of praise. Don't forget, I can't call all of you up, but the Holy Spirit will. Seven days of praise. Let's pray. Lord, thank you, God, today. Giants are going to fall. This week, this week, you're going to hit your giant. You're going to be amazed. 
simply because you praise. So I thank you, God. There's a praise in this place, God. Just simply telling you how great you are. We love you, Lord. We thank you, God. And as the week goes on, Holy Spirit, speak to every single heart to not stop praising. David, you said seven times a day I'll praise you, God. Holy Spirit, lead us to a greater, greater realm of your glory, all because of praise. We love you, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you guys. Hey, our prayer team is here to pray for you. We love you. Have a great day. God bless you. We're honored that you are with us today. Please connect with us because we want to get to know you. Head to our website, getreslife.org. That's G-E-T-R-E-S-L-I-F-E dot org. And like us on Facebook, Resurrection Life Church Cadillac, for upcoming events and information and ways to connect. God bless you and have a beautiful week.